This is a Life School podcast, episode number 136, and today we're going to talk about the least popular member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of your life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Heath, my brother, here we go. Another episode of the Life School. The Holy Spirit episode. Wow. I know this is like, this should be like an eight-part journey or something. (laughs) There's so much to get to. The often forgotten yet ever-present Holy yeah, Spirit. right. And we we have. I'm sure some of our listeners have heard it said it's like the the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity, right? Super common. Um, for for some churches, it's 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 not that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, often he's kind of like the weird uncle of the Trinity. Like we don't <laughs> quite know what to do with him. He just shows up once in a while, says some <laughs> weird out. stuff. We're kind of waiting for him to get out of here. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's like so. Yeah. You know, it and I I actually grew up in a church where it was. There was a lot of talk about the Holy Spirit, hmm. but it wasn't always in real sane ways. Yeah, sure. Like some of it was kind of Shazam, you know, like kind of... <laughs> yeah, a little... <laughs> Presto, man, you know? He's kind of more like Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of, you know? And so today I think we, we're going to talk a little bit about the reality of uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, this person, and, yeah. and we're going to talk uh, a little about what he does and what he doesn't do. And uh, and by the way, you know, right up front, see, I'm using, I'm using a, a, a male pronoun sure is that is that the right one yep. yeah um but you know what check this out to be accurate we would always refer to the holy spirit as she because in hebrew it's a feminine pronoun hmm. isn't that something right? yeah so for our listeners that that never knew that don't get a chip with me go bust out some hebrew <laughs> look it up um feminine pronoun so it's probably more accurate if we say she now i probably will revert to he in my <laughs> yeah. conversations today with you heath because i'm so used to saying that hmm. um but yeah isn't that interesting and it makes kind of sense because a father sends a son to take a bride mm-hmm. and have many offspring the church you know it's yeah. it's all, it all it's makes sense. amazing anyway just, so actually i have this talk i give on um the feminine nature of God, because hmm. God created us in his image and he created both men and women to be able to accomplish that. Right. Sure. So that maybe that's another episode we'll do is on the feminine nature of God. Pop sure. that in the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So like you said, you were in uh, a church that had some thoughts on the Holy Spirit. I've seen churches Presto, <laughs> treat him like Aladdin with an overemphasis <laughs> on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, I've seen others pretend like, um, He's non-existent, or she's non-existent in the Trinity, so it's more like the Father, Son, and Holy Scriptures. Yeah, that's their Trinity. Yeah. yeah. So who yeah. who is this Holy Spirit? What's going on there? Okay, so the Holy Spirit is God, okay? So we're, like, the Holy Spirit's not an emotional feeling. It's not this hunch. Okay. It's not a little more zing in your step as a Christian when you need it. We are filled with a person, hmm. the person of God, and... I mean, I mean, check this out. First Corinthians 2, 10 to 12, okay. this verse this says, Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And this, I remember even as a young Christian, this verse kind of lit me up. It goes on and says, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? So I'm hmm. thinking of that going like, yeah, like my personality, who me, you know, I know me, right? Sure. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Hmm. So what we have received He's talking about the spirit here that we've received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So we may understand what God has freely given us. So 
here's what I think Paul's saying. God's spirit is a part of God, is that part of God that knows his thoughts. It's the essence of God's personality and wisdom and character. And now that person, that spirit that knows all of this is inside of us. Wow. It'd be like, I remember as a young Christian, like, man, I just, I'd quit sinning and I'd be a lot more like Jesus if I just somehow could like take my brain out of my head and my sure. rotten heart <laughs> and stick his inside of me. Well, that's kind of what's going on. It's uh-huh. like, who knows someone's thoughts except their spirit? Well, that's God's spirit. And now that spirit dwells inside of us, right? So yeah. it's sort of like having God's own personality inside your head and your heart and your life guiding you in all of the truth and God godliness right isn't that man it's just amazing to me in fact this is there again because some of the ways you know in the churches i was raised in and he was a little little bit more wacky understanding of things um i remember reading this too Uh, my favorite author andrew murray says that the whole point of the cross Mm -hmm. the reason jesus came and died and was raised you know from the dead was that we could now have this indwelled spirit that's the whole point of the cross and i was raised it's like it's so you won't go to hell yeah you know, Jesus came so you won't go to hell and you go to heaven someday. It's like, no, no, no. See, God will not dwell in evil. You know, he won't dwell with it. He always deals with it. We learned that from the story of God, right? He sure. always deals with it. But God wanted to be so near his people that he sent his son so we'd be forgiven, we'd be cleansed again. And so now he could indwell us. He could get closer than ever. Hmm. Oh, man, it's so big. Heath, it's so big. Man. Well, at least we're not starting off this podcast very heavy, right? <laughs> we're jumping into <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I know. But so Beautiful, first off, though. so big, big takeaway there. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. So when you think of the Father and you have pictures in your mind, you're like, oh, there's a warmth there, hopefully. Uh, when you think of Jesus and, you know, like a lot of people think like God's, you know, the Father is like the mean old God of the Old Testament. Jesus is the happy guy in the New Testament, the nice guy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. The Holy Spirit, we're just not sure of. The, the Holy Spirit is a person. Hmm. It's it's the essence of God's being and knowledge and wisdom and spirits likened to wisdom, all that, and it's the she again and all that. So, so okay, so as Christians, we believe that God exists as three different people in one. He he makes up this Trinity. So you have God the Father. We use that word by the way, but it's not anywhere in Scripture. Sure, Trinity. Right? Yeah, it's you know, it's I think it's true, absolutely, you know, sure, hundred percent. But yeah, but it's so, a threeness in one, yeah, right? right? So mm-hmm. God is Father. God and His Son, Jesus, and then also God is the Holy Spirit. Uh, my question is, what role did the Holy Spirit have um, or even play in Jesus' earthly life and ministry? Yeah, great question. Great question, because if Jesus is God and the Father is God and so is the Spirit, then yeah, because but here's the thing. For most of my early life as a Christian, I never picked up, <laughs> it seems weird now, but I never picked up that Jesus' earthly ministry was guided completely by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. I always thought, well... You know, Jesus is both God and man, so he knows what's up, and he just naturally does everything perfect. Sure. Right? When I was a kid, you know, it's like, well, be like Jesus. It's like, well, he's God. (laughs) I'm not. Right? Well, but sort of, but it's true that Jesus is both God and man, but and he lived his life without ever sinning. But as a human, like you and me, he fully submitted to and was guided by the Spirit. Hmm. His life, in fact... Jesus' life is a picture of the perfect work of the Holy Spirit in man. Wow. So, I mean, here's a couple of examples. Okay. Uh, Luke 1.35 says, Jesus was born by the work of the Spirit. So Jesus was even conceived by the Spirit, according to Luke. Hmm. Jesus was led by the Spirit to suffer temptation, and he came out spotless. That's also in Luke 4. Jesus was empowered by the Spirit to do the ministry he did. 
That's all through the Gospels, Matthew sure. 12, Acts 10. I mean, it's just it always says, in the full of the Spirit's power, Jesus did this. Full of the Spirit's power, he healed many, all that, right? Jesus was full of wisdom and knowledge by the Holy Spirit. That's Isaiah 11, 2, 2 to 3. Jesus spoke only the words given him by the Spirit. That's in John 3 and in John 8. Okay. It says that Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's in Romans 8. Hmm. So wouldn't it be great if we had this same spirit living inside us, guiding and empowering and giving us words to say or not say? It would be. Oh, wait. We do. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we <laughs> actually right. do. See, we don't think of that. And so that little kid brain in me is still there like, well, Jesus, of course, lived this way. He's God. He's sure. Jesus, you know, for crying out loud. you know. But yep. the truth is, how did he do it? Scripture is super clear. He came as a man. And I, I use this term, it's like with his deity veiled, it was still completely true of him, hmm. but he chose to come and take on the nature, Scripture says, of a servant, a slave. Wow. But then how did he live this perfect, sinless life and full of power and wisdom? All by the work of the Holy Spirit. And l- listen to this, Romans eight eleven, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. So the same power that guided Jesus' life and raised him from the dead now lives in us. I want to suggest that's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's amazing. The power that raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, now lives in you and I, Heath. So you think about all this stuff going on in your life. Like, man, I'm having a rough day at work. Huh, harder to deal with than being raised from the dead? You know, (laughs) my kids just won't listen. Hmm. Do you think you, that the power that raised Christ from dead could give you just a little more patience and grace for your kids? Yeah. Like, think of anything going on in your life. And if we really believed that we had the same indwelt, the personality of God, the spirit of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God that did all that in Jesus' life, now living in us, provided by Christ, hmm. that that would be powerful enough? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it changes everything. And like I said, we either treat him like the weird, you know, the weird uncle or like we don't really talk about him or it's this mystical like, oh, but it's like, look how tangible all that stuff is in Jesus' life. Mm. Same spirit of God lives in us now. Yeah. It's 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 mind blowing, really, man. It yeah, really we don't is. tap into it ever, do we? I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners do, but yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think as a culture, not very well. Yeah, I have a friend of mine who. Uh, oftentimes after worship gatherings will say like, wow, I just got goosebumps in this song. This ho- the Holy Spirit is here. And you're like, well, man, is, is his role just to give us goosebumps occasionally when we hit? Or where was he before? <laughs> yeah. Like if he's just a goosebump giver, that's kind of lame. But it sounds like what you're saying is this is a crazy force that has been given to us by Jesus I've himself. Gotten in, I've gotten in trouble with stuff like this before, Heath, because like often worship leaders like yourself yep. will say, we just want to invite the spirit into this place right now. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, A, he's here. <laughs> if there's Christians here, because where does the spirit now dwell? Yeah, in his people. In his people. Literally, not not sort of mystically, figuratively, kind of sort of, if you know what I mean. No, he actually, we're the tabernacle now. Yeah. We're, we're the temple. And so when a group of Christians go, we want to invite the Holy... Now, maybe that's a tip of the hand, like, hey, we just want you to know we want you. You know, mm, but yeah. that's not what it's usually said. And I've actually gotten in trouble from some higher ups over that. Like, well, that's just a, that's our tradition. It's our culture. It's bad theology. Yeah, it's terrible theology. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just, okay, I'm yeah. just going to say it. it's our show. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think it's bad theology. The spirit indwells us all, hasn't gone anywhere. And I, I think we need to grow in our sensitivity. I think mm-hmm. we don't listen very well to the spirit. I think, 
I think for, for many Christians, they almost never think of the Spirit. And if Andrew Murray's correct, and I really believe 100% he is, the whole point of Jesus coming and dying, the whole point of the cross, was that we would then now finally be able to be cleansed, and now God could dwell with us and fill us and be so close to us all the time. And if we're not grasping that, mm-hmm. are we really missing the whole point of the cross? Absolutely. God, I think so, man. Wow. Yeah. That's terrifying also on the other end. So what are some of the roles of the Holy Spirit uh, for us today? Like, what would you say? Because I think it's more than just giving us goosebumps or more than us. Well, it's it's all that same stuff that, that, you know, Jesus was empowered by, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, right? It's crazy. Like Jesus says, you can't really enter the kingdom unless you be born a second time. How? By the Spirit. So like, just like he was born of the Spirit, so are we. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we, how do we now have the power to say no to sin? Uh, just like Jesus was in, when he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights by the power of the Spirit. So that whole list of stuff, that's yeah. true for us. Hmm. Like if I've never, I've never prayed over somebody and seen them healed on the spot. Sure. But if that ever happens, that'll be the work of the Spirit, you know, right? Yeah, right? absolutely. So, but, but if, you know, I could throw out a bunch of verses, but here's some, here's some that most of our listeners would go, oh yeah, I've heard this about the Holy Spirit in Scripture. And these are all right out of Scripture. Uh, but these are some of the things that the Holy Spirit does in us and for us. Hmm. Bible says, Helper helps us, yep. reminds of truth, reminds us of the truth, hmm. convicts us of sin, gives life, teaches, leads, counsels, reveals the truth of God, is an advocate for us, hmm. comforts us, testifies, basically like preaches, uh, testifies about Jesus, searches the deep things of God. Hmm. Now, the Holy Spirit's also often referred to as the spirit of truth. So his desire is to lead us towards consistent obedience to the truth of the Bible and the life of Jesus that we now get to live. Hmm. So I mean, all those things that the Holy Spirit does. Yeah, it's amazing, right? So much more than we give him credit for. Now, I might step on some toes with this next question, but I, I feel like I have to ask it. It sounds like many of the things that you just explained are things that friends of mine or... Uh, bosses of mine or pastors that I've worked with in the past, they try to take on all those roles for themselves. You know, they're trying to, co- we're the ones that are supposed to convict you of sin. Some of the guys I used to read as far as... Uh, yeah, like, doesn't that sound like a job description for, like, your average senior pastor? Yeah. Helps, reminds us of the truth, convicts you of sin, yeah, teaches, teaches leads, leads, counsels, reveals truth, yeah. comforts, testifies about Jesus. Searches into the deep truths of God. <laughs> so... So if that's the work of the Spirit, bro, yeah, the power that raised Christ from dead can accomplish all that. But we throw that on. We try to lump that onto like our senior pastor. He's got to do all that. She's got to, you know, what? 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 Yeah. So what do you think the ramifications of church leaders trying to pull off all these tasks? What do you think the ramifications of that are? Well, I mean, think about it. <laughs> I suck at being God. How about you? Yeah. I think this is exactly points to why there's so much burnout in ministry. I Mm. think it's exactly why we see literally thousands of pastors leaving ministry every year. Mm. You're going to try to put on, take on, people are going to put on you the work that God himself is only able to accomplish and gets to and is supposed to be accomplishing in his people's lives. And you're going to try to lump that all onto a person. Mm. I want to say the pressure is off. That's right. Listen, all you pastors out there that when I read that list, you said, that's my job description. That's right on my contract with the church or whatever I work for. I want to tell you, you can't. Hmm. 
you might be the best guy in the world, the best pastor ever. You are not the Holy Spirit. You are not God. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And we say often that the Holy Spirit is the primary discipler of people's hearts. Hmm. We and of course he he does some of those things through us. Yeah. Right. He, he might lead us to the truth through some others, right? Sure. He might convict us of our sin through a, a brother or sister coming to us gently saying, hey, hey can we talk about yeah. something, right? But that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Okay, now here's one Here's one more very cool thing that the Spirit does according to, this is in John 16, 8. It says, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Hmm. And that is like, to me, that's like, kaboom, Mic Mike drop, drop yeah. bomb drop, and everything. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Check this out. Those three things. He will prove the world to be wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. What's hmm. what's this all about? He's going to prove you wrong about sin. He's not going to say prove you that you're sinful. He's going to prove you wrong about sin. That your sin is your problem, and you got to deal with it. Jesus, the Spirit will come to prove you. No, nope, your sin's been dealt with. Yeah, it's been done. You just have to accept that truth in faith receive that and the spirit comes to, to without the spirit hmm. you you'll 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 live wrong understanding your sin think about the people that reject jesus yeah and like i well i'm not that sinful or i'll i'll you know i'll work on myself i gotta get a little better before i can come to god no see the spirit comes to con, to prove the world wrong about sin how about wrong hmm. about righteousness Right useness. Your righteousness, God is not that in that in that word in scripture, righteousness isn't sinlessness. It's not a perfect life. It's not yeah. a perfect straight line of faith. Your righteousness is now the righteousness of Christ. Your mm. right useness is to hang out and trust God. Hang out with him. Yeah. But we think it's something else. We think, oh, you gotta work out your own righteousness. No, that's absolutely the work of God. And the Spirit comes to convict us of how wrong we are about that. And then he's gonna convict us and prove the world wrong about judgment. Hmm. See, so many of us live, and we even preach this, that you're, 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 you know, you're going to be judged. And we sure. know there's a day of judgment coming. And guess what that day of judgment is? Is God already judged sin? He yeah. already judged it so bad that his son had to die to pay the price. So evil, so bad. And so the spirit comes to prove the world wrong about judgment is that judgment has been meted out. God, mm. God is wrathful. God does pour out his wrath on sin and he did it on his son. And so it is finished. That's it amazing, is finished. Man. Now, if you don't accept that and you don't believe that, then you're going to, you're going to bring judgment on yourself. Jesus says, hmm. he said, I didn't come right. I didn't come to, to condemn the world, but people reject me and sure. reject this truth. And they'll what bring judgment on themselves. But the truth is, is that sin has been dealt with and it is finished. And we now have the righteousness of Christ. That's all the work of the Holy Spirit. So even as Christians, when we live under this heavy condemnation that God's all focused on our sin and Christianity is about sin management, you know, and, and behavioral modification. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to be judged. And it's like, you've already been judged. And it was horrible enough to kill a king. Yeah. Enough to kill God's own son. That's Gosh. powerful. That's the work of the Spirit too, man. Wow. So why do you think why do you think the spirit gets so misrepresented and forgotten and underutilized? Like why is that part of the jam he gets? I never thought about it till right now. Like how does the spirit feel about the way we think of the spirit, hmm. him, her, you know, God. Yeah. You know, I've thought about this like 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 I said, we in some in some faith communities it, he's 
he's overrepresented and in a sense of like it's like that's not even true that's that's like hocus pocus that's weird you know <laughs> sure um um some it's like it is kind of forgotten i, I think we all underutilize. maybe that's a weird word but you know we under realize benefit enjoy the fact that god indwells us now i think part of it's because the spirit is spiritual hmm it's it to understand the spirit and the things of the spirit is spiritual and unfortunately so much of our christianity still works itself out through doing to be you know sure. do to be mentality meaning if your faith is largely on don't do this mm-hmm. do these things do this to become a christian yep. don't do this after becoming a christian once you're a Christian, you start doing this list of things, spiritual things, sure. you know, but they're not, they're physical things. And so if, if our, if our large sort of, do, you know, dominant understanding of our faith and Christianity mm-hmm. and relationship with God is doing to be, that's all real material. Hmm. Whereas the spirit, you know, it's a whole different wavelength. It's a whole nother way. And that's why you remember the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus, where he says, unless a man be born a second time mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, then he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Sure. Right. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? You can climb up back into your mother and be born again, like come out of her womb a second time. Yep. So he's thinking physical, physical. And, and Jesus is like, you don't understand this simple truth. Mm. Wow. See in that line right there, when Jesus says, you don't understand this simple truth. And how will you understand me when I talk about the things yeah, <laughs> of heaven bigger and bigger things, things right? And I'm going, that's a simple thing. Okay, wait a minute. Jesus is calling that a simple thing. We got to understand this. Like, like scripture says that that flesh only gives birth to human flesh, mm-hmm. but the spirit gives new life in the kingdom. So Jesus calls this the simple truth. It's like, we got to get this. We got to get this, that all the things that we do and adhere to and raise our hand to and sing about and all that, none of that has really almost anything, if anything, to do with life in the kingdom. That's a spiritual realm. That's, he says, the kingdom of God, Jesus says, is within you. It's where the rule and reign of his father is actually happening because we're submitting to that. Mm. And that's a spiritual submission. Yeah. It's a spiritual thing. And I think, I think just like Nicodemus was confused, I think today we still are because so much we think of Christianity, we think of the church. We call the building a church that's not, we, you know, we call singing worship hmm. mm, sort of, not really, you know, like yeah. it's all do. It's all do. And that's, and I think that's why we miss it. I really do. Hmm. So what would you say for those of us who are hearing this teaching and going, I want to grow in depending on the spirit more and more? What would be some simple steps that you would say we could start with? This is kind of an oldie buddy goodie, <laughs> but I would say um, ask, listen, obey. Hmm. Like ask the Spirit for help in your life. Ask the Spirit for insight. I, I've I, I've been learning, you know, later in life that when I'm in a conversation with someone, I can be listening physically with one ear, mm-hmm. and I kind of can be listening through the other ear to the Spirit. Hmm. And, and praying like, Holy Spirit, what's really going on in this person's life right now? What's the thing behind the thing that's causing sure. them so much pain? Or why are they so excited about this or jacked up around it or, or what's going on there? And so um, learning to listen, ask the Spirit, right, for help. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, just having an expectancy that God indwelling me, the power that raised Christ from the dead, ask the Spirit. Then listen to what the Spirit says. Okay. Like, well, oh, the Spirit seems to be saying this. And then obey what the Spirit tells you to do. 
Mm. And we practice in our community, we practice this simple thing we call what's next, Lord. That's awesome. Right. Which is so kind of, wow, really? What's, what's, what's next, Lord? It's just that like in any situation in discipleship with someone that you're hoping to, to lead to faith or disciple to the, from one part of unbelief to belief in their life. It's like, I don't know how to do that. You know what? Let's ask what's next, Lord. Let's ask the spirit. Mm. What's next? With that person what's the next conversation i should have what's the next activity what's the next thing i should ask you for in their life i don't know how to do that can you help with that it's like and i don't need 10 of them i just need what's next lord hmm. and that's that simple ask listen and obey and and i don't think god's vindictive or anything but i also don't think god wastes and and i think he stewards himself as well <laughs> as anybody sure and so when god speaks and we hear him but then we don't do what he says i kind of feel like over time, we might, he might just be kind of wait. He might stop talking to us, hmm. you know, like, Hey, last time you asked me, I said that last time I said the same thing the next time I said, you're still over not, and over. Yeah. you're still not doing that. So I'll be, I'm waiting for you. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Hmm. And, and what we're saying, if we don't obey is we really don't trust him. Yeah. And you're right. this whole relationship is about trust, trust, another word for trust, faith. And so I think, I think what's next, Lord, this ask, listen, and obey is pretty, is pretty simple, but it's pretty key. Hmm. I mean, you can study all you want. But you have to be led by the Spirit. You have to be led by the Spirit. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Hey, let's move on because we're running out of time to the big three. And um, if you're driving down the road right now or if you're on a treadmill and you can't write them down, we're going to give them to you for free. All you need to do to get those is go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 136. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 136. Uh, Caesar, what are the big three for this week? All right, here we go. Big three. First one, the Holy Spirit's a person. The Spirit is God. I don't want people to miss that, okay? Jesus died that we might truly be one with him and the Father and really know God's heart and mind. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We will never rightly know God through knowledge alone. By the way, our brains are flesh, okay? Mm. Um, We just won't. Jesus said that no one can enter the kingdom of God, which means to live under God's loving rule in their lives until they're born of the Spirit. Hmm. So this is big. This is is a person, and this is big, and this is how we'll truly know God. Second, God has given you himself so he can always be with you. Think about that. And so you can walk closely with him, and you can live in his ways. And if you're a believer of Jesus, the Bible teaches that you have been given God's own indwelling Spirit. That's true of you. And he wants to daily moment by moment, speak with you and guide you and remind you of his love for you. So cool. Third one is, and this is sort of practical end of it here is practice listening prayer with God. Instead of prayer times being filled with mostly just telling God what you want him to do for you and for others, try spending time just listening for his voice, listening for him to speak to you. And if you feel like you rarely hear God speak, I hear that from people all the time. It may be that you're not listening. Mm. Try starting off with like 10 minutes a day of silent listening to God. I think you'll be astounded by what he's been waiting to tell you. Wow. So cool. You know, it's the first thing I usually hear, like when I just quiet myself and go, I just want to hear your voice, Father. First thing I usually hear, I swear, I love you, son. Wow. It's the coolest thing. Mm. I mean, some people say, I've never heard that from my earthly father. Your heavenly dad is waiting to tell you that. I mean, and I just, so many people, I, I just, I don't think I really hear God's voice. It's like, do you listen? Hmm. I, usually, a lot of I usually bust yeah. out my to-do list. Yeah. 
Okay. So there you go. There's the big three. And yeah, I mean, that might be a lot to remember or whatever. But again, sure. people can download that for free. Just yep. go to the jam. Tell them where that's Yeah, all you got to do, again, is go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 136. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 136. And you'll receive the notes for this week's big three for free immediately. Awesome. Um, hey, next week... Uh, we're going to talk with special guest, special guest, very special guest. Should we say who it is? <laughs> sure. It's Mike Breen. Perhaps you've heard of him. If not, you're going yeah, to love what he has to say. He's from 3DM. A lot of people know him from 3DM and their amazing training and missional stuff, but awesome. He's a British guy. So cool accent this week. Yeah, that'll be... <laughs> but one of the nicest, smartest, just awesome people I've ever met. I'm not kidding. So I'm stoked to have him on the show next week. Yeah. So he'll be on here next week. And if you're enjoying the podcast, would you help us out with doing a few things? If you'd go over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. Um, every Monday morning, you'll wake up to start your week off with a brand new episode. If you'd rate the show, lots of stars helps us out. And then it's also helpful if you write up a short review for us, just what you're appreciating about the show, something that you've learned. Uh, anything nice would help. Not only does that bless us as we sit here and record this stuff, but it also helps get the podcast out to a lot more people. Join us next week again for Mike Breen. Uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Until then, if you want more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.